When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Scrolling. What did I do with that? I thought you were gonna say scrotum. Who's got a scrotum down there? Who's got a scrotum with pubic hair? Who's got a scrotum? One, two, three. Who's got a scrotum filled with BD? Yay! Oh, wait, are we on? That was recorded. I would like to apologize for that outburst. I'm going to have a Greatest Hits album coming out soon. Or is it Greatest Hits? We are all over the map early in the podcast, episode 68. I'm feeling a little weird today, and this is why steroids can make you aggressive. Mm. They can make you emotional. Sure. Uh, and I just left. I get once every six months a monoclonal antibody called Ocrevus. Uh, and you've seen the commercials all over TV. Well, before they give you the, you know, chemo-esque kind of drug, uh, they give you a bag full of steroids. And that takes down the inflammation or whatever it's supposed to do. Yeah, you have roid and, rage. Yeah, you can get roid rage. The doses of, ooh, look at that. What was that? Was that a bird? It was a fly. They just went across Jesus. my camera. But it was so big because it was that close to the lens. It looked like a bird. They've been haunting me this afternoon, and they're just driving me nuts. I'm like, there are so many animals to bother. Why me? I took a shower. I'm clean. God. And we talked about birds attacking us last week on episode 67 of Moon Pea Jug and Hobbs. And how we'd both been nailed by a pelican. Uh, mine was the loss of a cheeseburger. The pelican yep. wanted it more than I did, and it was in my hand. It wasn't sitting on the table. The guy did a swoop. His claws, <laughs> his talons came out, ripping the Munster cheese right from the top of the burger and away from the bun. In Jimmy Buffett's song, Cheeseburger in Paradise, he lists off the things that are the ingredients of uh, a good cheeseburger. I like mine with lettuce and tomato, Heinz 57 and French fried potatoes. Big kosher pickle and a cold draft beer. Well, good God almighty, which way do I steer for that? Cheeseburger in paradise. Heaven on earth with an onion slice. Not too particular, not too precise, just a cheeseburger in paradise. And he mentions Munster cheese later on in the song. God, I love Jimmy Buffett. I have had a man crush on that guy forever. And, you know, I started listening to him 
when I was barely 18. And this was when he was one of those guys that started by busking. There's that damn eagle. It's another fly. It keeps going on the, on the darn camera. I can say that this moment right now to me, there he goes again, is identical to taking mushrooms. I have had many altercations with birds. Uh, yeah. One time I was playing golf and a mother goose and her gooselets or whatever they're called was walking across the fairway at about 180 yards deep. I was uh -huh. playing the white tees that day. I pulled out my Callaway driver. I spanked my Callaway ball. And that sure. thing was a line drive right into the mother goose's wing. She comes yeah. at me. She's flying about six inches off the ground. And her wings are just flapping. And here she comes right to the tee box. And I'm thinking to myself, I have an odd life. I think you attacked the goose and the goose responded. Well, let's talk about ZZ Top. When you have a three-man band and one of them dies, it can really alter the sound of the band. But yeah. man, they sounded great. And here's the thing, though, that got me a little concerned. One of my favorite guitar players in the world is Billy Gibbons. Uh, if you mm -hmm. look on the top guitarist, rock, you know, blues guitarist in the world, he's always like top 10, top 15. And the guy can just play like mad. They came out and went on mic and they sounded like a million bucks. Uh, they have flags on their guitars that are the Texas flag. They have a mm -hmm. longhorn uh, like emblazoned on the guitar. I mean, ZZ Top was really the thing that made uh, MTV take off. What happened was ZZ Top, their manager, one night was watching TV and he called the drummer, Frank Beard, and says, hey, turn on this channel and see what you think. And they turned it on and it was a music video. And nobody had ever done that before. And then guess yeah. what? They played another one right after that. And Frank Beard's thinking, am I stoned? What is this? Nobody's even seen it. So then he calls <laughs> the other member of the band and he says, hey, turn on this channel. It's like all this music stuff. And so then uh, Dusty Hill, the bass player who died, started watching MTV. And then their manager thinks, how can we get people to watch our video on the music television? We're going to have a really hot car and some nearly yep. naked women. And so we put these hot girls with this, you know, car that had no driver. A, a story was being told. And a mystique was being created. When the band wanted to go on late night talk shows, they were told no. And they said to their manager, why wouldn't you have us exposed to all those people on network television? He goes, that's not the way I want to build this. Well, the way I want to build it is I want fans to come to the shows and tell a friend. It blew up on MTV. Now, how are they going to extend the video pleasure of uh, watching something by ZZ Top. They went on the road and on stage was the band, the drums and all that. And then they had a long runway that went way out into the audience. And when I'm sitting there watching the show ready to begin, they bring topless dancers. They took a okay. real steer on a leash and they led it down this runway where guitar players are going to play. They had buzzers, they had rattlesnakes, 
They had a buffalo. It was like a traveling zoo. Anything that was native to the state of Texas, they brought with them on the road. And they would set this up. And people in New York had no idea what Texas was even about, right? They just thought it was a bunch of hillbillies. And ZZ Top furthered that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. show is great. He talks on the microphone, and you can barely understand him because he sounds like he has massive laryngitis. First time he spoke, you're thinking nah. he's never going to be able to do this show. And they sounded perfect all night. And I started watching to try to see if I could catch him lip syncing. Couldn't do it. Every okay. lick on the guitar, you could watch it. You could hear it. So anyway, long story short, ZZ Top, amazing. Been on the road for 52 years. No end in sight. Good for them. My favorite stadium story. Nobody knows about it. I'll try to make it quick. A number of years ago in Houston, Texas, there was a Super Bowl. And at the Super Bowl, the New England Patriots were playing the Carolina Panthers. Tom Brady, of course, you know how I feel. Love that uh -huh. man. And uh -huh. uh, so I was invited to go with a corporate guy who did broadcast contracts between sports teams and radio uh, TV networks. And he gets tickets for everything. So he said, you want to go to the uh, Super Bowl? And I said, how much? And he said, face value is 500. I said, I'll give you 500. Is that good? He's like, no problem. So we go to the game. And it happens to be the Janet Jackson Super Bowl uh, nip okay. slip. On the way in, it's all about Texas. You had Willie Nelson singing on stage, George Strait. I mean, Lyle Lovett, uh, Beyonce. I mean, they have a lot of population out there. So they have a big music scene. And a lot of it's based on the blues and rock and roll. Justin Timberlake comes out with Janet Jackson. And we're watching this from the video screens. And I couldn't even tell anything happened. But there was like a lull that came over the immediate area. And later, we all got to watch that lull as they replayed it over and over and over on TV. But what they didn't show about that Super Bowl was at the end of halftime, a referee came to the middle part of the field, uh, along with the other referees and, and the uh, captains of the teams, and they all had a little meeting for the second half to begin. And then one of the referees is actually a streaker. And he rips his shirt and his pants off. And he has the tiniest of G-strings on. And he's got a website listed on his ass. Real promotion. Was it for ZZ Top's tour? <laughs> no. But okay. it would have fit. But, but listen to this. So... <laughs> this guy is running and nobody in the security guards can't catch him. He's like six, sure. four. He's got this long stride and the team, uh, both teams are watching him and the crowd is watching him on the big screen, but none of this was on network TV and it was not a short event. This was, it took some time to catch him and guess who did it? One of the cool. defensive uh, backfield from the Patriots just leveled him. If you have Google at your house, Google Houston Super Bowl streaker. It's worth the four minutes. It's even better if you watch it in Spanish.
Okay. In Span- oh, I would love it in Spanish. Now there you yeah. go. Like everything's better, especially stuff like that. It's always better in Spanish. Like when they announce who won a soccer game, when there's a brawl in the stands, it always sounds more interesting in Spanish. Absolutely. Mm. And they're so much better at doing color and like being excited about it. And it just sounds more exciting. And, and like, I love it when they all go. They're awesome. I when I was in Mexico for my honeymoon, I remember it was when the the Fast and the Furious had recently come out. The first one, I believe, maybe the second one, something like that. But I think it was the first one. And the way you say it in Spanish, instead of the Fast and the Furious, it's Rapido y Furioso. <laughs> it just <laughs> sounds so much better. <laughs> yeah, I should really learn how to speak Spanish. I've been learning Italian, but we could switch to Spanish. Yeah, that'd be fun. Hey, did you listen to last week's podcast, by the way? No. <laughs> Do you ever listen to these? You yes. probably don't even listen to them. You don't either. I spend a lot of time editing these things. You need to you listen to the last one. Okay. Okay. If you haven't okay. heard episode 67, it's short. It's like 31 minutes. But I was just, you know, being driven home a little while ago. And uh, we played it in the car. And my friend, who is a minister, he laughed. He laughed really hard. Okay. And it was all about when Hobbes was isolated and said, give it to me hard. <laughs> and I sprinkled that throughout the rest of the podcast. You, you remember when every time somebody used to say something, they'd say, that's what she said. I kind of worked it in like that. Give it to me hard. Now I can isolate myself saying, give it to me hard. Uh, we could, uh, uh, with the new name of the podcast, could be Give It To Me Hard. Well, I bet they might be disappointed. There's probably a podcast already called that. Give It To Me Hard. Last week, I wanted to complain about something I did on the show. I've said before that Hobbes stammers and I use crutch phrases. But boy, of all the things you can totally do wrong on a podcast, I did last week. And if you listen to that 31-minute podcast, Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs, episode 67, you will hear me doing something that I was so mad at myself about, okay? I have a headset mic. Well, last week, I was so worried about the mic sounding good that I put it so close to my face. The entire podcast, you could hear me breathing. You could just hear me like a horse Right? So it's like sharing a studio with you because yeah. I can hear you. <laughs> oh, it was just, I'm sitting here thinking, why do I do things like that? Sometimes I've had the microphone turn around backward. You can hardly hear me. And then what I have to do is when I edit it, I've got to isolate each of our sentences. And then I have to amplify the ones that I was on that sounded like dog crap. Two questions with Putin. Have you ever flipped someone off while driving? Ooh, yeah. Now, if, if he was cut off trying to merge or whatever, he could have flashed his lights or honked his horn. But no, he indeed used the one finger salute. Do you ever do that when you're in a car? Do you flip people off? Do you get that angry? It has not happened in a long time. I was really young. And now I've seen too much road rage and I've seen it's like, let it go. But I will, I am a honker though. If you cut me off or if I will shame you, I will horn shame you. 
Yes. For how long are these horn blasts? When someone pulls the number when I'm trying to, I live in downtown St. Paul. And if you're going on 52 North in the, you know, during rush hour, it stinks. It's very busy and everybody's trying to go all kinds of different directions. Anyway, there's a far right lane that you can use if you're exiting into downtown St. Paul. Well, everybody likes to use that lane and pretend they're going to exit. And then at the last second, they like to cut back in and they, they get a good 30 second horn. They get a hard horn. I'm like my old man. I'm like, like I let it go for a while. I came from farmland USA and nobody would ever do that. Right. Because you just don't honk at people. You're polite. You just don't do that. And then when I moved to Texas, I learned that everyone there has a gun. So if you're going to honk, <laughs> is it worth getting shot? Right. Okay, so when I moved to Minnesota, I would signal and people would not let me in. People here don't know how to zipper merge. They're just too yep. rude. It's passive aggressive land. I've, I come and I say to my wife, people here are so rude on the roads. Well, weren't they like that in Texas? I go, no, everybody was in fear for their life. So if you really wanted to try to cut somebody off, good luck with that. And yeah. nobody does it. And it's just not right. Second question for Putin. Uh, can you hula hoop? Mm. And I'm seeing him visually getting off his horse with no shirt on and hula hooping. I could see him doing that. Uh, and I brought this question up because of this same question being asked to former first lady, Michelle Obama. I need to know if you can hula hoop. I absolutely can. I am famous for my hula hooping. Really? I can hula hoop like the best. I can hula hoop for hours. We had so much fun talking with her. And yeah, I also asked her if she ever walked into a wall. I need to know, have you ever walked into a wall? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't do that as often now. You know, when you have Secret Service, you know, they're always watching out because it's the worst thing, you know. I mean, it's one thing to protect me from real harm, but then it's embarrassing if I, you know, break my nose because I walked into a wall. So. <laughs> you should have proven that. That would be funny. If he walked into a wall, too, like one of those glass ones, I bet no one would say anything. They'd be like, just act like it didn't happen. Like, shut up, shut up, don't laugh. <laughs> You got two questions for Putin? I do. What is, you know, we were all in lockdown with the pandemic. What was your favorite beauty hack you learned during the pandemic? He's quaffed. He is. I bet he's, you know, he, he feels like a guy to me that maybe makes his own soap, like has his own lavender or something or eucalyptus when he, takes a bath after a hard day of bombing. I don't know. You got your second question? I do. Okay, what is <laughs> and it? It was inspired it was inspired from a headline I saw on TMZ. The breaking news headline and I'm not sure it qualifies for breaking news, but darn it's funny. Man arrested for shooting at a seagull that took his funnel cake at Atlantis Atlantic City. And I remembered your story about the seagull stealing your cheeseburger but i don't think you shot at the bird who took your cheeseburger right i did not my follow-up question is what was the last thing you shot a gun at 
I've had some chipmunks eating my flowers I'm quite upset with. My deer or my fox urine I bought online is not working. I'm not going to use the pellet gun yet. Did you smell the fox urine when you got it to see how it smelled? I smelled it as soon as it got sprayed. I I made I made my boyfriend spray it first and I ran away. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a very strong sense of smell. That's from an accident from when he was younger. So, I thought he should try it and it reeks. Ooh, does it smell? Some of the raunchy comedies I've liked. Did you see Where the Millers? Yes, that was funny. There's been a lot of things that I've always thought Jennifer Aniston did a great job in. I love the morning show. I thought she was fantastic in that thing. And they're coming out with a new season. And uh, I know they've got some big name guests. It's on Apple TV. You got to check it out. Uh, What else are you watching? Anything good? Well, I'm kind of excited. I'm watching The Sandman, which is on Netflix. It is a story that was it's based on a novel written by Neil Gaiman, who wrote American Gods and co-collaborated on Good Omens. And I'm a fan of his writing. And so, so far, the show is really cool. I don't know if it's so much up your alley there. It's kind of witchcrafty and all that kind of stuff. So we were in the studio one time with John Edward. This guy's been you know, known for a long time. And while we were talking to him, somebody entered the studio but they knew the record light was on. So they were very quiet and they walked over to grab something out of the studio. And John Edwards says, I just felt a presence. And this person made no noise opening the door. And he goes, no, he goes, this is different. And then he went on to talk about that. There was the strong vibe of a male and it was a young male and that the male had committed suicide and turns out the person that entered the room had just had that happen with a family member. That was an awkward moment. I mean, we had some awkward moments on the show and the only way we could ever clean them up was by saying loudly and distinctly, give it to me. (laughs) There you go. Way to work it back in. In the news today, I see, that there are some very cool items that are going to be sold with banks. If you have a safety deposit box and nobody uses it for more than five years, eventually they have to close the account. So they will then go in and they'll open the closed safety deposit boxes up. They'll see what they are. They'll try to reach out to family members. If it doesn't fly, they turn it over to unclaimed property. And there is an unclaimed property website that you just Google and you can type your name in and see uh, in which states you may indeed have unclaimed property. Minnesota is auctioning more than a thousand items from these safe boxes, including pocket watches, Morgan silver dollars, baseball cards worth a ton of cash, a lot of signed items. Have you ever went to the website? I mean, we did it because we just saw the website, you know, uh, advertised online or whatever, clicked on it. I found out that in Nebraska, somebody has not paid me 250 bucks. Oh. And I have to file paperwork because I haven't lived in Nebraska since the 80s. It doesn't say who it's from or it doesn't say how much it is. 
it will only give you a general figure. Now, we put all of our family names in just to see. And my wife, P-Jug, her father had an insurance policy. It's not like a huge deal, but it's really cool. It's really awesome he had it. And now we have to file paperwork because, you know, we are the, I guess, beneficiaries, but weren't mm -hmm. named. Since we weren't named, that's why it went to unclaimed. And now we have to prove that we're personal representatives in order to do that. And if you go on and find out somebody owes you money, it can take up to six months to get it. Okay. But you would get it if you can prove it's really you. So it's pretty good. I need to investigate that, although I think I know the answer. Most of my relatives are very firm about the fact that I'm not in the will and I'm not the beneficiary. <laughs> I was looking through this design thing for ideas for your bathroom and I was like, wow, this bathroom is just over the top. It's completely gold. Even the ceiling is wallpapered gold with like hot red or hot pink and red cherries on it. And then there's a framed Andy Warhol in the bathroom. And I was like, oh my God, who's so rich they can have an Andy Warhol in the job. Wow. So do you have a guess of who this is? This is a person who's a very famous host and you would primarily know him from Bravo TV. Andy Cohen? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's an interesting guy. I want a framed... Andy Warhol for my bathroom. I have a new squad goal and not even like the master bathroom. I want it for just like the guest bathroom. So people just think I have it like that. There's many times if you buy a Warhol, not that I have, but you can end up making big money on those things. Absolutely. Well, there was a four part documentary about Andy Warhol and a lot of it was taken from his diaries. There was a diary his secretary kind of kept for him because they would meet every morning on the phone and he would give her a list of stuff to do. And she basically put it together kind of in a diary. He was being so made fun of and had lost favor with everybody. So for a while, his stuff was not selling well at all. And so if you were somebody who knew him then or acquired some of his stuff, then wow, are you making out like a bandit now? If you held on to it. Yeah, it's just like certain stocks. Yeah. If you bought certain stocks at certain times, think about when Amazon was worth $3 a share. I think I don't want to think about that. Don't tell me that. I don't want to think about what Bitcoin was. I don't want to think about any of that stuff. I really don't. I've lost so much money <laughs> in my lifetime by thinking, ah, it's a fad. Don't invest. And then it's awesome. Ooh, football this weekend. The whole season's kicking off. College pro. Uh, won't be long. We'll have Monday and Thursday night. Uh, Friday night, they're moving college games. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I have my fantasy drafts. I'm trying to figure out, do I want to take Justin Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings, one hell of a receiver, and hope that Kirk Cousins has a good year? Because if you even throw a ball anywhere near Justin Jefferson, he's going to catch it. Cousins? I don't know, dude. I've never liked this pick. I don't know. Statistically, he looks like a great quarterback. He loses games. I don't know what to tell you. Statistically, he's strong. He had one of his best seasons this last season, but we lost all of our games in the last few minutes. And he can't be blamed for all of that. One of the things that has plagued the Vikings since, I don't know, I've been planning about it probably 30 years, they have no clock management. 
management. There's no sense of urgency. I don't know why there's never a two minute drill. It doesn't matter who's the coach. Everybody. I, I mean, you have to go all the way back to like two minute Tommy Kramer, where you saw some real scramble in the two minute or, or Randall Cunningham. You've got to go back. And even then that season, they really screwed up the clock several times and not to mention Denny Green and the knee. So I, I don't know why that's so hard. That drives me insane. I remember when I bought season tickets to the bikes when I first moved here, they were terrible seats. And the first time we went to a game, two guys were so intoxicated. They were dropping the F-bomb every two seconds. And I'm with my son, who's like eight. I told him, I said, dude, can you knock that off? I got a kid sitting right here. He's yeah. like, F you. And I'm like, great. And I'm that's who I'm sitting next to. Everybody in the stands hated these two guys. And by the end of the game, we just, it was just a blessing to leave. And so we left. Had tickets to the next game. These guys didn't own the season tickets, but they bought several games from somebody who did own them for the season. And so game two, there they are again. And the same things happened. I can't believe they were so drunk they even knew who was playing. I think it was Randall Cunningham went to throw uh, a pass to Randy Moss. So he throws this huge pass to Randy Moss, and those guys get so excited that, you know, holding a beer in each hand, they stand up, they spill their beer first on the people in front of them, then they fall into the next row below them, both of them. Okay, within five seconds, probably 30 people were just kicking them in the face, punching them in the back of the head. I mean, they were beating these two. I'm dragging my son out of here, and I'm thinking, that's the last time I'm ever come to this dump, right? You know, they booed the owner. It was Red McCombs. You couldn't hear any of the sound. It was awful. Uh, the team wasn't even that great. And so I thought I could watch these games at home. Uh, and then what happens on the way home, my son had a, a Green Bay Packers jersey on, even though they weren't playing the Packers, but we took the light rail. And this was crazy. A guy came up to my son, who's eight, and started dropping the F-bomb with him about wearing a Packers jersey. And I'm like going, he's a kid. And then the boat thing happened. And I'm saying, oh, I'm, yeah. I go, I'm done with this team. I'm done. So I became a Packers fan, right? And I, I've always been a Patriots fan. Football's coming. Couldn't be more delighted about that. First game of the year, my Nebraska Cornhuskers playing in Dublin, Ireland. Think about how much they had to pay the university to get the rights for that. Well, on that happy note, you probably have yeah. your dinner date. You always have your dinner date, right? Yeah, I always have a date with dinner, and so do you, my friend. Tonight I'll be having reheated... Devani's pizza. Yep. It's a chicken Florentine with the um, spinach and yep, yep. the gargonzola. I love a good cheese, but I find them to be constipating. You know, we almost went the whole time without medical talk. So I, I'll allow you that. I would have to say on this podcast, it was the lowest amount of medical talk that we've ever had, really. You only mentioned your stool once. Uh, well, we got everything else covered. We hope that you're having an enjoyable summer. Uh, you're probably, uh, if you're in Minnesota, going to the Minnesota State Fair, that thing is underway. Uh, mm -hmm. Crowds are big. Yep. There's high costs. Uh, I watched a lot of television coverage from the vendors that are saying, I can't find workers. Uh, and the people just say, you know, 
if we can't find help, we're going to have to just work 24 hours a day to get the job done. Because in these 12 days, people make an annual income in 12 days. They work hard. They're out there pretty much all day and all night. But yep. they get it done, and they know how to make money. Absolutely. And they have to work years to get to the level where they can have a place at the state fair. It is not easy. So once you get in there, you've got to stay there, too. It's a competition. Well, I remember our old booth. It was great. We had the corn next door and the crack place where people that are addicted to crack. There was no crack. I could have swore there was a crack place there. There was not a crack place. At the, <laughs> no, there's not a booth for that moon well well, it was like a sobriety place for crackheads what (laughs) i don't know maybe i'd smoke some crack before i went well there was a dfl booth and and a republican (laughs) booth i don't know what i don't know where you were (laughs) (laughs) i'm not kidding you there was a crack what are are on top of the tiny tim's donuts you're getting (laughs) oh my god oh and then in the paper today they list the top 25 things to eat at the Minnesota State Fair. My gizmo is no, not even mentioned. So I throw out their entire credibility for their food surveying. I mean, the standards were there. The Sweet Martha's cookies, you know, pork chop on a stick didn't make it. Turkey to go did. I mean, it's a lot of the same offenders. But if there's no gizmo, there's no moon. I'm out. All right. Well, you heard it here first. No gizmo, no moon. Episode 68 of Moon, P-Jug, and Give It To Him Hard Hop.